let's just say it. Houston's art scene is way whiter and more Anglo than the rest of the city. But there's a proposal gaining traction, and money, to build a major Latino art center here. It would be on par with the Museum District's Asia Society, or with the Latino centers in cities such as Dallas, Albuquerque, and Los Angeles. CityCast cultural correspondent Olivia Flores Alvarez couldn't be more excited. Today, I'm talking with her and artist Haroldina Wise, the board chair of Advocates for Latino Museum of Visual and Cultural Arts and Archives for Houston and Harris County. That is Alma for short, like the Spanish word for soul. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Olivia Heraldina, thanks for being here. Our pleasure. My pleasure. Olivia, before we really get into Alma, could you tell us a little about Heraldina? She started off in El Salvador as a child taking lessons from someone who studied with Diego Rivera. Oh, the muralist. Yes. (laughs) As a child. As a child. Uh Uh-huh. Taking those lessons. And so when she says that she is connected in a very direct way, to, to Diego Rivera's art, to, who was a Mexican artist, obviously. To, she was painting ravines in her, of El Salvador with that teacher. So she's very connected to the, to the outside world mm-hmm. of what she saw. She went on to Vassar and she went on to Rice. She studied art history, architecture, art. Uh, she worked as an architect. Several homes in uh, West University are designed by her, including, I think, her own, yes. <laughs> yes. And then came back to art a little later and and restarted. And I think what's so exciting, and I've called Heraldina a, a force to be reckoned with here in Houston. And what's so exciting about it is not only is she an artist, but she's an activist. And that's a really dangerous thing to be. <laughs> okay, so Heraldina... Could you paint me a picture in, oh, let's say five or seven years? What do you hope that Alma will be? What will it look like? I can do that. Um, I'm going to take you for a little ride. Your friend, uh, your Latina friend from LA comes to visit and she says, I've heard that you have something in Houston for Latino culture. And you say, yes, tell the Uber to drop you off at the bell tower, and I will meet you under there. And I guarantee you, you will know when you arrived. There is the sounds of our music. There are the colors of our culture, and there's things floating in the air, and there's three-dimensionality. And she says, oh, I think I arrived. (laughs) And there starts the immersion into the joyfulness that our culture is. So it can be all of the above. It could be three-dimensional. It means that you have to go up that tower at the plaza. It could mean that you're going to look at your app in the phone and say, I think there's two seats left, Lisa, and the chef is the top Peruvian chef. And it's happening in the middle of the gallery because it's been curated around Peru and around the indigenous people of that time, uh, compiled with the abstract expressionists of Peru that are in Houston, Texas. So this is very different in size and scope than anything that Houston's other Latino organizations are doing right now. 
This is an immersive experience that Houston doesn't have, not really around most cultures in Houston, and you know there's many, uh, but, but we say we're almost 50% of this population. So how do we become authentic, inclusive, and accessible? I say we do that by doing something new that doesn't exist. I'm thinking the new era also brings us a class A institution. Okay. This is not a remodeled little building. We don't fit there. This is not something far out where Latinos live. Yeah. It's for all Latinos and we live everywhere. So this is a difficult, a difficult dilemma, but one that we can, we can begin to address by being inclusive. Alma is a group of volunteers that came together to ensure the authentic representation of the Latino culture, something that's missing in Houston. And just so you know, we one of the things that we are doing already is um, respecting greatly the institutions that came before us. So we don't want any of them to disappear. We This is not about that. Right. This is about coexisting. And matter of fact, I say, let us use monies that we raise to help them uh, through these years of waiting that we're going to have to do so that they can be the programming. Let's talk about that troublesome word Latino. So we're not talking about just Mexican-American. We're not talking about... You know, we're talking about a large range of cultures. You know, you've mentioned Peruvian, I assume Colombian and Brazilian. Is it Latino instead of Hispanic? How do you decide these questions? Who is who is there? We're already getting a lot of input yeah. around this problematic. And remember, there's also Latinx. Oh, yeah. That I, I consider myself a Latinx artist. Okay. But the larger take on what do we call ourselves? That is a business that we're going to take on very early. And it's going to have to do with reaching deeply into the different Hispanic groups, communities, organizations, churches, and go deeply there and let them self-identify. Yeah. I think that that's the new way. So that's why I said, does does the museum have a Latino in front of it? I don't know yet. Yeah. But I do know there will be a place where we can self-identify. It is time. We're not monolithic. We, we don't all <laughs> think alike. Our, our experiences are as vast as the world. Olivia, you are the person who first told me about Alma. Why are you so excited about it? What makes it different from all the other arts things that you have been covering? You know, I look at Asia society and I think Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, Thailand, people from Thailand, all sorts of people can gather there and say, this is mine. And I dream of that for us as well. I'm Mexican-American. Some of my friends are from El Salvador. Some of my friends are, are from the Dominican Republic. You know, we're all from a variety of, you know, home countries, but we're also from a variety of generations. I'm first generation on one side of my family and 15th on the other. Wow. And that's not an unusual experience. Uh, Some people speak Spanish, some people don't. Some people speak even more indigenous languages, some people don't. I want someplace that all of us can gather and say, this is mine. It's not just about home country. It's not just about, do we speak Spanish? Do we speak it properly? Do we not? 
all of that sort of thing, those class things. Is it high art? Is it fine painting? All of that is us. And I want some place that we can all do that and appreciate it. You know, I don't uh, know all the Salvadorian uh, food. I don't know Peruvian food. By the way, Peruvian food is supposed to be some of the most magnificent, varied food in the world. We have a lot of Peruvian chefs here in Houston. I don't know all that food. I should be able to get to know that and, and understand that and, you know, not have Diane Kennedy still be the Mexican food you know, guru <laughs> that exists in Houston. Right. You know, we don't have a Rick Bayless here in Houston. Do we? Don't we? I don't know. Why don't we make sure and find out and put them on a stage and say, this is our Diana Kennedy. This is our Rick Bayless. And not have to look externally. We're here. We're smart. We're, we're resourceful. Uh, let's talk to each other instead of going outside of the city, instead of going outside of our experience and waiting to be defined by someone else. I have been traumatized by the fact that even though I'm educated, even though I'm an artist, I, I designed homes before this, that I felt that we were all transparent. And that transparency, not only for myself, oh. but of every worker out there. So invisible. Invisible, yeah. yes. I've called it transparent because that's right, the right, right. You that's it's the not Spanish. that you're hiding things, but but yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's it's that I'm invisible. Yeah. We're invisible. And uh and the fact that people can't don't know who we are in this culture and what we've done uh, talks to that. I think that we're through being invisible. We need to be at the podium. We need to show Texas that we are Texans. Yeah. I'll take a, a a saying from when and where I enter, there and then my people enter with me. I learned that a long time ago, and, and it's just, it's a responsibility. It's a burden. It's something that we must live up to. You know, we, we can't uh, shy away from the responsibility that we have to connect to the planet, that we have to connect to our culture, that we have to not lose any more than has already been lost. And whether that's language or art or history, it's important that, that we recognize our own responsibilities. Haroldina, where does Alama stand financially? It's been getting a lot of interest and even a good bit of money from Houston Philanthropies, right? Good question. I, I, I can tell you that we are possibly the best funded Latino organization, uh, and we are brand new. In Houston. We're one year old So in Houston. So that's a harbinger of good news, that the people with the money that are wanting to to make for a better Houston foundations and family uh, offices and the like, that they're watching. So what is this going to take? This is going to take millions and millions because our vision is to bring a class A institution. And I say that because Houston only deserves class A institutions. So why would we be a class B? Thank you so much, both of you, for this. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, I've said it before. Gerendina is a force to be reckoned with. And I'm just so happy that she's in Houston and working with, for us. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia. Now it's time for some more Houston news. We're here with producer Dina Kasba. 
Hey, Lisa. So I've got a really fun story that I've been reading about today. I'm a huge Friends fan. All right. Y'all know that show Friends with like Rachel, Ross, Monica, Chandler, Phoebe, Joey. Well, there's a Houston townhouse that's Friends themed that's on sale right now. It is honestly so cute. It's the perfect home for any Friends fan. If you're a fanatic of the show, you would love this place. It's got that iconic kitchen style from the show with like the colored cabinets, you know, the table with the mismatched chairs. They've even got like the central per couch lookalike nestled right in their living room. Oh, and this is my favorite part. Do y'all remember that like iconic scene when Ross is trying to get his couch up a set of stairs and he keeps yelling, Pivot! Pivot! Well, the homeowner painted a little like Ross lookalike and that white couch with the words pivot on the wall of his staircase. So as you're going down and you're turning the corner of his staircase, you're hit with that image. <laughs> it's awesome. Now, I don't imagine it'll really stay on the market for that long. It's already gotten so much love and buzz and hit on the Zillow Gone Wild Instagram page. So, I mean, the townhouse is listed for 330000 So if you want to get in this game, you better hurry up quick because I don't think it's going to be there for that long. That is it for today here on CityCast Houston. If you have something to tell us, please let us know. Text us. Call our phone number. 713-489-6972 or you can email us. We're Houston at citycast.fm. We will have those in our show notes. See you tomorrow. Bye.